This is not a TP crisis issue. This is a regular chinuch issue that Rav Shamshon Rafal Hirsch writes. It's mamish. I think it's nevuah. It's mamish prophecy. It says that they grew up together. Esav was the bad guy. He liked hunting, a man of the field. Yaakov was Ishtam Yeshavahalim. He liked to sit and learn, shtaig away. Says Rav Shamshon Rafal Hirsch Zatzal. Our sages never hesitate to point out to us the errors and the shortcomings, both great and small, of our forefathers. And precisely thus, they make Torah great and glorious, heightening its instructiveness for us. In English, that means that the Torah does not mind pointing out the mistakes of the Avis. There are things that the Avis did that we can look out and we can say, this was wrong and we have to learn from it. Okay, an hour Pasuk also, an observation made by our sages, Chazal, indicates that the sharp contrast between the two grandsons of Avram was caused not only by their natural tendencies, their Teva, but also by mistakes in their upbringing. Bereshis Rabbah, look it up. The Medrash says that the reason why they ended up different was not just because one was born hairy and red and it was a Reitzeach, and the other one was a Geshmaka Edel Yeshiva Bachar, with good Midos. Not only that, but also there were mistakes made in their Chinuch, a Medrash. So he says, as long as they were little, no one paid any attention to the differences in their hidden natures. They were given the same upbringing, they were given the same education. Their parents, Yitzchak and Rivka, overlooked the cardinal principle of education, Chanoich Lenar Alpidarkoi. Bring up each child in accordance with his own way. Wow. He's saying that part of the reason why Esau, even though he was born Taka Vildachaya, but the reason why he ended up being this Yedei Atzayit Ish Sada, and he ended up being Esau Harasha, because the parents didn't do Chanach Pidarkai, and they put them both into the same Cheder. Listen to this. Each child should be guided in accordance with the path intended especially for him the path that suits the qualities and the natural tendencies, latent in the depths of his personality, and thus he should be educated both as a man and as a Jew. The great Jewish task is basically one. There's one task, there's one goal of every Yid, but the ways of its fulfillment are manifold and diverse, as human character, traits, and paths of life are manifold and diverse. We all have to be Oiv Hashem, but the way that you're going to be an Oiv Hashem is different than the way you're going to be an Oiv Hashem, because you were created differently. And Hashem wants everybody to reach the goal of being an Oiv Hashem based on their natural tendencies that He gave them, their Kayach and the strengths that they have. And He brings a Raya. When the sons of Yaakov gathered to hear their father's blessing, and He visualized in them the future tribes, the Shvatim of Klal Yisrael, He didn't give them all the same bracha. He saw not only Kaihanim and teachers of the law standing around him. He saw the tribe of Levium, the musicians, the tribe of kingship, the tribe of merchants, the tribe of farmers, the tribe of warriors. Klal Yisrael needs every kind of Jew. Standing before his eyes was the whole nation with all its manifold characteristics and diverse ways of development. And he blessed all of them. Ish each according to his own special qualities. He didn't tell Yehuda, you should steig away, because that was Yisachar's job. He didn't tell Zavulon, you should go and fight wars. If you have a basketball team, the same five chevra on the basketball team can win and can lose. It depends on the coach. 
If the coach takes that big, tall guy who's supposed to be getting rebounds and he puts him on the other side and he makes him a forward and he takes a short guy and he makes him a rebound, if you don't know how to use your talent, you can't be as good as a team. So he understood each of his children, each tribe had a talent. And we need everybody, each according to his own special qualities. For the covenant that God established with Avram is intended for a healthy, whole, and vital nation. The purpose of the covenant of the bris is to build a complete nation, national life with all of its manifold forms, all for one great task, task, there, strength and courage, no less than thought and emotion, are to have their champions in the service of God and all of people, in various callings, are to fulfill the one great common task. Precisely for this reason, each child must be brought up alpi darkoi, educate him to the one great goal, according to his own unique way, in keeping with his potential to serve Hashem with the gifts that he has. What could you do for the tzibur? To attempt, listen to this, to attempt to educate a Yaakov and an Esau together in the same classroom, in the same routines, and in the same manner, to raise both of them for a life of study and contemplation will inevitably mean to ruin one of the two. A Yaakov will draw from the well of wisdom with an ever-increasing interest and desire. Ah, shmak, he's going to learn, he's going to learn, he's going to learn. Cheshik. Whereas an Esau will hardly be able to wait for the day when he can throw away the old books and together with them a great life mission of which he was taught in a one-sided manner totally unappealing to his nature. How many kids today they say, I can't be a long-term learner? There's no place in Yiddishkeit for me. Even in Beis Medrash, every kid goes to Beis Medrash. Never used to be like that. Not necessarily that people could sit and learn 10 hours a day when they're 18, 19, 20. We're making everybody a Yisachar. We're sticking everybody into this mold. Listen to what he says. People who can't do it, who weren't made for it, it's unappealing to them, and we're sticking to them, this is the way to serve God. Had Yitzchak and Rivka delved deeply into Esav's nature, had they asked themselves at an early stage, how can even an Esav, with the strength, the skills, the courage, latent within him, how could that be harnessed for God's service? then the future Gibar would not have become a Gibar Tzayid, but a Gibar Lefnei Hashem. Yaakov and Esav, despite their different natures, would have remained twin brothers in spirit and in way of life. Early on, the sword of Esav would have entered into a bris, a covenant, with the spirit of Yaakov, and who knows what turn world history would have taken. We created an enemy in Esav because he couldn't do that one way of life that we said you need to do. So he felt, I have no place here. He felt bad about himself. And he had to go look for ways to feel fulfilled. Esau was meant to be the mashkiach. Esau was meant to be the cook. Esau was meant to be the fundraiser. There's a lot of tasks. Yaakov was a shashiva. But we need Esau. We need all of the skills of an Esau to be used for good. We know that Maishu Rabbeinu had... They saw in Stagninus, they saw that he's a murderer. It was used for good. Every Kayin has, right, and a, a male is supposed to use it for good. Everybody could use their midas for good or for bad. Esav had midas, rough, extreme midas, ADD, ADHD, ADD, A-A-A-H-H-H-D. 
ODD in Azaz Punim. But there was a way for him to use his midos, not to put him on pills, because you have to, we're going to give you so many pills until your brain becomes a Yaakov, that you could sit like this for 12 hours. But we're going to use your skills that Hashem made you the way He made you for a reason. Right? Because you have a different tafkid in the world. This did not happen. His point is that the Torah describes the entire upbringing in two words. That's how you describe an upbringing? You know how many details there are in the upbringing? What do you mean? The pshat is that they just raised them together. Only after the boys had grown into men was everyone surprised, he says in, in italics, surprised to discover that the two brothers from the same womb who had been given the same care, the same upbringing, and the same schooling were so different in their natures and in their actions. There's a story they say that somebody went over to a gadol and he said, I don't understand. I have eight kids. Where did I go wrong with this one? I raised him exactly like I raised all the other kids. The same school, the same everything, the same... And the guy said, well, that's your problem. He needed something different. You can't raise every single kid the same. That's the opposite of Chanoich Lenar Pidarka. Listen to what he says. Just as, in Yaakov's case, Ishtam is the character trait of a Yeshiva Halim. So this Ishtam is the character trait, the tendency, the way the person is. And the result of someone who's an Ishtam is, he's a Yeshiva Halim. That's the vocation. That's what you do if you're an Ishtam. So too in Esav's case, Ish Yedei denotes the nature of his character. But Ish Sada became his job, his vocation, what he did with it. Being by nature an Ish is not schlecht. You could be a chef. You can go ahead and kill animals and, 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 and make the food, right? Like Vayev Yitzchak Azesek He was a good chef. He was a good cook. Use it out for good. But it became bad because we said there's no place for you. You have to be arm the same as Yaakov. Sit and learn. You're interested in shtusim, in hunting, shtusim. That's what you're interested in, shtusim. That's where Yad is. No, Yad is to be in Torah. That wasn't who he was supposed to be, says Hibsham Shurafalhirsh. Said is related to Said, as we already noted regarding Nimrod, whose spiritual hair seems to be Esav. Said, a plan that one keeps to oneself until the time to come comes to carry it out. Said, one implements the plan, overcoming all obstacles. Okay? Said is you keep that secret. You have a secret. You're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Okay? Said is... One implements the plan, overcoming all obstacles. A tzayid will appear to be totally innocent. That's what a tzayid is. Someone who has the skill of a tzayid, he looks really innocent. But in his heart, he harbors the intent to kill. His art is the exercise of trickery. Used in a different sphere, tzayid means diplomacy. Interesting. The diplomat. Okay? Esav was an expert hunter. He knew the art of self-control how to set a trap and then wait patiently for the opportune moment. His upbringing, to which we referred earlier, was so contrary to his nature. And that only repressed his true self and forced him to develop patience, the ability to wait for the opportune moment. These were the skills that made him an Ish Sada, precisely because he had been forced to remain glued to his school bench. He now rejected everything and was entirely a man of the field. So every time he came to yeshiva, they thought, good, he's, no, but it's, he'll be okay. They saw he's not happy. He saw that he's dead in his eyes. He's, there's no chiyos. He's not enjoying it. No, no, keep him, keep him, keep him, keep him. But he became a tzayid. He became, okay, I'm going to wait. 
I'm going to wait. I have to wait it out. How old do I need to be? How many of your kids said, when I'm 18, I'm out of here, right? A lot of you are shaking your heads, right? They're tired. We're teaching them. We're repressing them. We have control over you now, but they're thinking, I can't wait. One day, I'm out of here. I'm going to the army. He now rejected everything was entirely a man of the field. Yaakov, by contrast, was an Ishtam. A man who knows only one direction, devotes himself entirely to it. A man single-minded in his whole essence. He was single-minded in seeking to fulfill the mission entrusted to him as Yitzchak's son, as Avram's grandson. And therefore, because he was the Ishtam, and that was his nature, he became a Yeshiv Alam. In other words, we look at it as Ishtam, Yeshiv Alam was one thing. He says, no, he had a nature of Ishtam. Oh, we have a lot of kids, they just do good. Why are you so good? Because that's what they are. They do. They wake up in the morning. What does Shimon Russell call them? APKs. Autopilot kids. They just do it. They don't have depth necessarily. Why do you do it? I do it. You get up in the morning. You go to Davin. You go to Minyan. You put on your tefillin. You go to Yeshiva. You learn. You go home. You do your homework. APKs, they come home. They actually just do their homework. You ask them. You don't have to tell them. You better do your homework and you can't do this until you do it. They just, they, they do what they're supposed to do. A lot of them do the homework on the bus on the way home. By the time they come home, they read, I'm a chaya. I'm a chaya. Right? And that's, a, by the way, a problem is that, uh, and Shimon spoke about it beautifully. He said he once spoke to, uh, I think he says it many times, he speaks to Mechanchem. And he says, you have to understand, all of you loved school so much that you stayed in school for the rest of your life. You love school. A lot of these kids hate school. You have no problem sitting for hours and hours on a little bench and paying attention and looking at a blackboard. You loved it. That's why you became a teacher. But the kids in your class, a lot of them, right, their fathers are not teachers. Their fathers are flipping real estate or their fathers are plumbers or their fathers are schnurrers. Whatever it is, they're not teachers. So they don't even have that nature. And they themselves, the kids, not every kid is going to enjoy this. So the Rebbe's like, this is great. This is so geschmack. You're going to sit in your chair for four hours and you're going to listen to what I say and you're going to repeat it and you're going to know it. And the kids, not all of them are created that way. That's what he's saying. He's saying that Esav was created differently. So he had to wait until he can say, I'm out of here. Yaakov was an Ishtam, that was his nature. What does an Ishtam do? He's Yashav Alam. A person whose sphere of activity is in human society, in whose midst he leads a life of study and practice. And believe me, I'm sure everybody would prefer to be a Yaakov than an Esav. And it's not always black and white. You could be a 10% Esav and a 20% Esav. You know, right? But everybody understands Yaakov had the better life. And Esau couldn't be like that. He wasn't created that way from birth. So Yaakov was that person whose sphere of activities in human society, whose midst he leads a life of study and practice. He was the Rosh Hashiva. He was the Nachas. So too, later in life, Yaakov Karubayis, in the midst of human society, he recognized and taught the highest revelation of God's guidance. That if we go ahead and we take kids and we tell them that you have to act and be trained in accordance to the way that you are, and in accordance not to the way that you are, right? And you have to behave, then eventually he's going to throw away the old books. And that's a little bit of a problem in regular chinuch that we have. We have in every class several kids that we know are, are hyperactive, which is different than it used to be. And halavai, imagine if there was a yeshiva, and, and maybe some will begin, where we can take those three, four, five kids from every class and make a yeshiva for those kids. They're probably going to be our best kids. I, all the askanim that I know, many, many of them, are AD, ADD, ADHD, many, many of them, maybe chashav, many chashav people, many people doing a lot for Klal Yisrael, they're doing, we just have to, it's a shame that their upbringing has to be so brutal to these kids. The kids that really can't, can't, just sit naturally. And also we have so many kids that, if you think about it, 
they're, they're, they're given extra energy. It's not a bad thing. Extra kaychas. Maybe a lot of them extra bra- brains. And therefore they get bored. And then because they can't sit in the structure that we created, we medic- medicate their brain to numb their brain, right? That's why a lot of kids love it. Still not necessarily the right thing to do. But a lot of kids hate it. Because it's like the kid is moving around because he's bored or because of whatever it is, right? Assuming that there's no trauma involved, which is a mistake, because a lot of these kids did have trauma, and it's bechlal, the wrong diagnosis. But let's say it's really ADD, really ADHD. So, oh, you can't move around, so we take rope, and we tie up their hands and their legs, and we put their neck in a brace, right? And the kid still, he doesn't feel comfortable like the guy, kid next, next to him. He feels horrible. He, but he feels, but Lamaisi, he can't move. A lot of kids describe that that's the way they feel on this kind of medication. They don't feel relaxed. They feel like, I, I want to go, and I just, I can't. We deaden their minds until they can go ahead, and then we say, wow, he's sitting so nicely. But sometimes, there's a price to pay. Lamaisa, Klal Yisrael, after the Holocaust, built the most beautiful, I think, education system. No one imagined we would have buildings and chairs and, and, and just everything so, so beautiful. If you think about it, after the Holocaust, a bunch of people came here with nothing. I would have thought 50 years later, 70 years later, we would be in a basement of a shul with a couple, like in the shtetl, maybe a teacher, who would be, who would want to be a teacher? How much would they learn? The education system is like beyond, it's unbelievable. But we have to now steig even more and say, hang on, we have already seen damage. We've already seen that it's too central focused for one type of kid. And for those kids that are cut out for them, we look at them as good kids. They're just lucky. They were born with patience and they could sit and they can listen or they enjoy it. Right? You understand? Some people, some kids love reading. Some kids hate reading. We make the kid read a history exam, even even for for social studies or whatever, and they hate it. They hate it. Now, I'm not saying that he should never read, and I'm just saying is, it's not fair. You give them both the same test, and one kid just enjoyed it. I loved math. Kids hated math. It's not fair because for me, I, I enjoyed math. I had my own geometry and stuff. I I tutored it for free, but I helped people with it. I just loved it, and everybody else who hated it. So we have to really start looking now in the next century to say we've got to build every single Jewish kid to be the maximum potential that he can be. doesn't mean he shouldn't learn, he shouldn't daven, he shouldn't know social studies, and he shouldn't read. But we have to really start to come up with different tracks, you know, like colleges. You'd sign up. You're going to have to get a, a degree in college, but you can pick out. Do you like social studies? Do you like history? Or do you like math? Do you like science, right? We're going to have to have the same kind of thing. Because I know boys that needed to go into a masifta, and the parents told me that the best masifta for this child would have been um, Beis Yaakov de Remeir, or Mesoris Beis Yaakov. And it's such a shame, because if the kid would have gone to the girls' school, he would have been the geo, the, 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 everything, he, with the, with that kind of chinuch, he would have known halacha, and, and chumash, and ramban, and everything. But because, in the Masifta that he needed to go to on his level, it was so much, so much, so much Gemara and serious learning, he, he didn't have the chiyos from it. And that's devastating. So there, it's going to take, in the next generation, intelligent, an, an mamish intelligent mechanchim, and I think it's already happening, right? And it's going to be amazing, because it's not going to be an Aleph Yeshiva and then a Beis Yeshiva. Right? They're not Beis. A lot of these Beis kids are not Beis kids. It's Beis for this system, but they're going to be Aleph in a different system. And I'm not sure, when you look at them both at 30 years old, which is going to be considered more Chushiv, 
more chashuv. I'm not so sure. This one, they might, it might be very, very tight. And that's what we have to understand from Shav Shafal Hirsch. This is Avi Fishoff, and I can be reached at twistedparenting at AOL.com.